Wine, food, talk. NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. For those that grew up with politics, particularly in an earlier time, we all came to know about the League of Women Voters as a nonpartisan organization that took on the responsibility of debates, forums, and overall voter education. Today, with the amount of money being spent on campaigns, with so much online information, super PACs, bitter partisanship, it's hard for any organization, including the League of Women Voters, to do the job that it once did so well. Yet here in the North Bay, that organization seems to be coming back to life, particularly under the leadership of our guest today, Joyce Kingery. Joyce, thanks so much for coming in. Well, thank you. It's great to have you here. First of all, tell us a little bit about the history of the League of Women Voters. Those of us that grew up in the 50s and 60s remember it as as really a big deal in terms of providing political information long before the Internet and before all the money that that got spent. Talk a little bit about the history of the organization and a little bit about what's been going on with it on a a broader level. On a broader level. Yeah. Um, the uh, League was actually uh, founded on Valentine's Day in 1920. Um, it was an outgrowth of the uh, American women's suffragette movement. And it actually um, was formed six months before the passage of the 19th Amendment. Mm-hmm. And its purpose, it was um, brought into being by the suffragettes. Its purpose was, once that the women had the right to vote, that there would be an organization that would uh, help educate the new citizenry to be responsible voters. Mm -hmm. And that was the purpose of the founding of the League. And through the years, the League has, um, it's always, as you said, it's a nonpartisan organization, but that's not to say that it isn't political. It is nonpartisan in that we neither um, support or oppose any political candidate or party. Mm -hmm. But it is political in the sense that we study issues, and when we reach consensus on those issues, then we will lobby on those issues. And those issues span everything from health care to the environment to transportation to education, um, just many issues that affect us in our daily life. And w- give an example of some of those issues where, where the League has taken positions essentially on issues in, in the political process. Well, it was interesting. I joined the League in um, 1985 in Massachusetts, and at that time we were studying health care. Hmm. And the League, um, each when the League studies health care, it was a um, it was a national issue. So all the state leagues and all the local leagues would form study groups, and we would read many articles and listen to speakers and at the end there would be consensus questions that that we would all attempt to answer and then we would send those answers in Uh to to national and out of that um, even in 1985 we were in favor of a single payer universal health care so that's that was a long the league a lot of times is ahead of the population in terms of seeing 
a need or seeing where things need mm-hmm. to go. In agriculture, we we looked at um, genetically modified um, organisms, and we look at you know herbicides and pesticides, and we did that you know years and years ago. Those are the kinds of things that the league, and then lobbies. We lobby our Congress. And how is the organization structured on on a national level versus state organizations or local organizations, for example? Um, The state, um, the national. Um, league offices in Washington, D.C. And then underlying the uh, national organization, each state has a state organization. Ours is in um, Sacramento. And then they're responsible for um, making sure that there are local leagues because it's a grassroots organization. Mm -hmm. So each county would... um, have at least one league. Right. Uh, sometimes there's single towns that have a league, and sometimes, for example, when I joined in Massachusetts, it was just one town. When I joined in um, Contra Costa County, it was all of eastern Contra Costa mm-hmm. County. Um, there were like 20 towns that encompassed that league. So it just depends on the area. Mm-hmm. And then also here in the Bay Area, there's something called the Bay Area League, which encompasses the nine counties surrounding right. the Bay in the Bay Area. And how does, how does the organization kind of divide things up in terms of voter education? If there's a Bay Area League and, and North Bay, for example, and you know, there, there are left, different or competing interests, for right. example. Typically, um, the local league, um, in terms of voter education, deals with the candidates that are in their jurisdiction. Right. Sometimes we um, coordinate with other leagues. If there's a congressional district, we will share. We might have the candidate form in our town, but we will notify the other area. In terms of um, it, only the state only comes in when it comes to things like governor, some of the state offices right. that they would. And then, as you know, years ago, the um, National League did the presidential debate. We did them seventy six, eighty, and eighty four. We actually won an Emmy, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the 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 powers that be within the party soon wanted. Right, right, and created the Commission on Presidential Debates, which which usurped that. Talk a little bit about the North Bay and a little bit about what the history has been of the organization in this area. Well, in this area, in Napa, I can speak to Napa, Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, organization was um, formed, I think, in um, 1948, actually, here, and it Um, remained active and everything until 1996 when it disbanded and it disbanded due to lack of um, citizens people willing to devote the time to continue Mm. doing the work of the league so um, recently in 2014 a group of women in the valley went uh, just wanted to revive the league. 
in wanting to revive it, when you looked at it, what did you think was not being done? What information, what work did, did you want the league to do here in Napa that wasn't being done by, by other organizations and in other situations? I think the main um, reason that the league was reformed here and knowing the people behind it was that they wanted a um, unbiased, non-biased organization to have candidate forums and the and the issues discussed to be general issues. If a particular organization sponsors a candidate forum, say the Chamber of Commerce, their focus is on business. So their questions will mostly deal with that topic. And people in the Valley seem to want an organization that would ask questions across the board in a non-biased format. Everyone would feel welcome, uh, whatever your um, position on an issue. Is there a danger today that given how good candidates have gotten at not answering questions, essentially, the art has has increased over the years, certainly, And and that, you know, everybody is more polarized and those that are trying to not be or are getting better at finding kind of those pablum answers in the middle, that it is harder to do that today in a nonpartisan kind of neutral way. That that it is in those forums sometimes that, that are sponsored by a particular point of view or by a particular organization, exactly as you're saying, that that might be more impactful because it is focused on a specific thing to try and pin somebody down. Is there too much generalization in in the great kind of stuff that, that the league used to do? Does it work today, I guess, is, I, is I the think question. It, I think it still works. When we had, um, when we just started up at the end of, um, or in the late summer of last year of 2014, we were able to um, present five candidate forums and one pro and con on the school on the Napa um, Valley Community College Bond. Right. College Bond. I felt that. We asked questions that just allowed people to express what they thought about that issue, and they didn't seem at all, um, you know, contrived in their answers. They didn't seem to be avoiding or trying to make something mm-hmm. sort of nonspecific. They seemed to feel free to say what they really felt about something. And then the way the league works is what we're trying to do is educate the voters. So the, it's the voters who need to listen and then make their judgments based on what the candidates say. So I think, I think it's still working, and we don't seem to have any problem with candidates not agreeing to attend. What about, what about getting people out to these events? What, what, what is your experience with that nowadays? I mean, certainly people are busy, and it, it's so hard to get people to anything. I mean, whether it's entertainment or politics or you name it. We had different experiences with those debates that we did um, in uh, 2014. We went up to Calistoga to do the um, city council race, and it was held in a um, mobile home park. They had the um, rec room. 
And that attendance, I think, was disappointing to the people who tried to put it on. The candidates, of course, are still happy to come out and talk to, you know, as few as 15 people. Um, where we had the big success this year was in, uh, well, two places. One was in St. Helena, where we had the we had the assembly race, and we had the city council, the mayoral race, th- those three. And there in the library, there were over 100 people. So we consider that Quite a That's success. a success. Yeah, absolutely. And the we found that here at the college, when we had the pro and con on the bond measure, we thought it was a good crowd. Talk a little bit about 2016 and what you're looking at in terms of, of all the opportunities that will be out there then. Well, 2016 is, is going to be quite an exciting um, year in terms of... Um, elections and we are gearing up uh, in April to um, to do some forums for um, the primary. There will be um, people running in the primary, but the main focus of course will be in November. Um, we are going to participate in something called Smart Voter, which is um, a league sponsored website. Um, that lists all the candidates, and we ask them a few questions, and then we give all their background information. The public can go at any time to research candidates and and their position. We're going to try to maybe do some pro and con debates on the propositions. I've been very involved in that in the last league that I was in. Um, People seem particularly hungry for that information because propositions aren't are written um, poorly and it's sometimes difficult to understand. Written what poorly a yes on vote. purpose, I should <laughs> add, most of the time. Right. Whether a yes vote means yes or whether <laughs> right. it means no. Uh, we do that and then we spend a lot of time um, trying to register um, voters. Already um, we had um, our, one of our first voter registrations for national voter registration, which was, I think, September 22nd. And we did that in St. Helena, and it was mainly geared to the um, Hispanic community. We had um, three young Hispanic women who were very engaged and really wanting to um, open the discussion um, and get people in the Hispanic community registered. So that's that's a focus here in the Valley. The revitalized organization here, is it focused on or is it going to focus on local issues and local politics as well? City council races, yes. board of supervisor races, yes, what definitely. have you? Definitely. That's our first priority. Local tax measures. Right. That's our first priority is um, city council, um, supervisors, um, school boards, uh, and then some local measures that seem to be the most controversial. And we, sometimes we can't take all of them. We don't have the time or the people power to do that. But we try to do um, as many of those as um, we have time for. 
Talk a little bit about what brought the organization back together. You know, you say you talked about in 96 that it kind of went away because there wasn't the the volunteer effort to keep it going. What was it that enabled it to come back together to reform and and to begin to do some of the things we've been talking about? Right. Um, There were four people that were instrumental in bringing um, the league back together. I was not one of them. I um, was contacted because I was um, still a member of the um, Diablo Valley League, uh, and I had just moved. I had moved here just um, three years ago. Uh, the original people that were um, instrumental were um, Kim Farmer, who lives in St. Helena, Dorothy Roberts, who is our city clerk, and then the assistant city clerk. Lisa Blackman, and then Dren Johnson, who is with CARE. I think Dorothy Roberts had been a member of the league before, and she was very anxious to see a league come back, or come to now. So I would say, and then the emphasis again on having a nonpartisan group that could have debates. Is it harder to find people today that are nonpartisan. I mean, we live in a time with such bitter partisanship. Is, is it tougher to find people that are that are neutral, that are only interested in fact finding? Well, that's the league's mission, and I think we all, everyone who is in the league, ha- is interested in politics. So they have a party or a um, a philosophy about how government should be run. But when you, particularly when you accept um, leadership roles in the league, you have to be extremely careful not to um, be visible in any political activity, the area in which you live. So you cannot contribute, you cannot contribute to a campaign. It's just, it'd be well not to, this is for the officers. If you're not an officer, you can contribute. You can't put signs in your yard. Um, you, it's best if you don't attend any political um, parties, fun, you know, fundraising parties, or just be seen in those type of, at those types of events. It's so rather, just it's rather limiting. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've found over the years that I'm The alternative more, is go to everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much more um, interested in the issues than I am in the, in the candidates. And I find many times the candidates disappoint one. <laughs> issues, <laughs> no. tend, t- issues tend not to. You can still work on your issue till you see it to fruition. Is there debate? Within the league, either in terms of the things you're looking at in Napa or just in in your experience in the past, is there debate within the league oftentimes about positions on some of these issues? Yes, and, 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 and really the direction the league should take comes out in the uh, consensus meeting after mm-hmm. the league members get together to study an issue. Right now, we're studying um, higher education. Uh, it's a state issue. We're starting to look at the the consensus questions. And we, when we come to answer the consensus questions, there will be differences of opinion. And it's only when the, the sense of the group is in favor of something that we can then mark on our consensus question that we agree, strongly agree, disagree, strongly disagree. 
and once we get through that, if there is a really strong vocal um, minority opinion, we will write that up in our in our notes. So there is time for people to um, express differing opinions. And this will all be taken into consideration before they actually write the position. And then the position has to go to the state convention. And at state convention, hmm. people can object to certain phraseology, and then that will go to a vote. Sort of the, amazing anything gets done with all of those layers. It's a, it's a slow process, I hmm. will say that. The league way of looking at things is a slow process, and I think that may be hard for some people. It seems to have held the league in good stead over the years to take hmm. their time. And if people want to keep track I mean, is there any website, is there any central place where, particularly next year when we get to, to 2016, people can monitor and find out when there are going to be candidate forums or issue forums yes. or initiative forums, yes. et cetera? We have a, um, a local um, website, and it is, you want me to give it to sure, you? Sure, okay. please. Napa, so N-A-P-A dot C-A for California dot L-W-V net, N-E-T, all one word, dot org, O-R-G. Um, that's our website. We um, also have an email address, which is easier, lwvnapa at gmail.com. Um, and so both those places will have information. Well, I thank you very much for coming in and bringing us up to speed on all this. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to NapperBroadcasting.com.